cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. As always, I'm Brian Fields, and with me, I've got my right-hand man, Kellen Finney, and this week, we've got a very special guest, Tahir Johnson, Director of Social Equity Inclusion at the U.S. Cannabis Council. Tahir, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. What's going on with you, Brian? Take us through that thought process, because I think for our listeners out there who are intrigued but kind of intimidated by the journey, were you sure you were going to dive in? You know, take us through kind of that thought process when you're moving from finance to cannabis. So I was a financial advisor for Georgetown and um, the Capitol Hill branches. I got into finance because I was passionate about helping my community and wanting to do financial education, but I ended up in wealth management. A couple of things were happening at the same time. So my dad was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, um, which is like a, like a neurological disorder. So he had all types of like crazy medications that they were putting him on. Like this nasty one called pregnisone. So I said, I said, hey, dad, I was like, I, you know, I remember we called it. I was like, hey, dad, I was, I was like, I think you should try medical marijuana that might help you with this. And so he's like, son, I've been smoking weed since the 60s. There's nothing you could tell me about this. So I was like, no, I was like, no, dad, I really think this can help you. So through that journey of us exploring like medical cannabis together, like, and you know, trying to help him, that was the first time that I was exposed to like what the legal cannabis industry, what it was. So let's kind of talk about your your day-to-day job. What's a, an average day or a, a typical day like for Tahir? Man, to be honest, if it's a day like today, I'm probably on Zoom from like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> talking to people. <laughs> it's like I'm on the East Coast, but trying to connect with West Coast <clears throat> folks as well. So if a, a lot of time I'll, I'll spend time at events educating with internal folks in the industry on social equity. But another thing that I've been spending a lot of time for the last, over the last couple of months since I've been at U.S. Cannabis Council, a big part of one of my goals is wanting to, as we tear down the stigma of cannabis and educate more people of color and people that have been impacted by the war on drugs into the cannabis industry, I've really been doing a lot of outreach to traditional, um, like minority-led civic organizations and um, civil rights organizations. So again, if it's not policy and programs, it's, it's networking or, or spreading the gospel of cannabis slash social equity, man. So that's really it. So let's talk about that safe banking conversation. Were the politicians surprised by some of the challenges that the operators were sharing? Or were they kind of, they, they understood them, but were still hesitant to make changes? Can you kind of share more about that? Sure. Well, I, I think the reason that the event that we had last week is important is because there's this narrative out there that passing safe banking or giving access to banking for cannabis would only be helpful to the big companies. And I've thought that it was really important that we change that narrative. People were able to speak from a number of different experiences. I had my boy, Tucky Blunt. He's the first social equity um, dispensary owner in Oakland and by that way in the world. My boy, Shayuna Dataji, he's the youngest African-American dispensary owner in the country with Elevate Cannabis. He has operations in Oregon and Massachusetts. Um, I had my Jersey folks, my big brother, um, Leo Bridgewater. He's a, a super active veterans advocate um, in cannabis who's, who's now pursuing a cannabis license. And my, my homegirl, Precious, I'm not going to even mess her last name up, but she's a, she's a <laughs> also. 
Um, she's from Jersey also, and she's the CEO of a company called Roll Up Life. And last but certainly not least, we had James Bauer. It really was just all about telling the stories that it's not just big cannabis that this impacts, but it has real implications for um, people of color being able to participate in the industry, but then also public safety. And that speaks to everybody. So I think the safe banking is really important. The MSOs are aware that the longer this goes on, the more they're kind of separating from the pack. So obviously, I know they want to kind of do their part in kind of contributing for the overall benefit of the industry. And a lot of the leaders are pretty vocal about that kind of contribution. So I know you're working on an internship program, and I'd love for you to kind of share more about it. Um, so, you know, again, and I won't say that, of course, the, the multi-state operators, they stand to benefit from banking passing as well. That's that's not a secret, right? Of course, they do have access to capital now, but traditional capital would be better for everybody. But one of the things that I've seen is, again, seeing, um, seeing all these different large multi-state operators come together to really support social equity um, and really like to really develop a platform around that. And with that being said, is where the internship program and all of these other things um, that I'm working on comes into play. I'm super proud that we're doing an internship program. We're partnering with the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, and we're going to have, um, I think right now we're up to 10 different interns that will be in different organizations um, that are within U.S. Cannabis Council. And so they'll have the opportunity to, to really get hands-on experience in the industry. So let's let's talk more about that program. Is there a certain roles that are available? Like how, if people are interested in it, like can you share more about that top-level approach? Yeah, sure. Well, the, um, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation is going to handle all the recruiting. They've operated like internship programs for a number of years. And so they're kind of providing the structure. The interns will get professional development opportunities to interact with um, members of Congress as well. Um, And then also to work with our um, member companies that are, you know, that are part of whatever company they get assigned to. For our listeners out there, what is one fact or statistic that you think will surprise or shock them about the cannabinoid industry? Man, I feel like (laughs) most people don't know that there are hundreds of different cannabinoids in cannabis is like the bud tender nerd coming out. But then like, you know, terpenes is something that it, that was super cool to learn about in cannabis, right? Like the same type of essential oils that are in other plants are in cannabis. And that's what makes up the unique scents or taste that you get, the texture and all that stuff is super interesting. We're just scratching the surface. Like weed is not just getting high, right? Like there's so much more to that. And which is why we need like research and everything to try to advance that. Slightly switch gears. Early on, Illinois was praised for their social equity program. Their licensing didn't seem to resemble that from an overall outcome standpoint. Do you think New York and New Jersey and more of the East Coast states will learn from that and do a better job? Absolutely. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? Don't get in cannabis thinking it's a get rich quick scheme because it's really not. Like everybody, like people think everybody in cannabis is making money hand over fist and it's not true. Um, there are people that are well off, but like if you own a cannabis business, you you get hit with 280E. You're giving up like 50, 60 percent of your money to taxes. Right. So you got that. And then like I was a bud tender. I, I made fifteen dollars an hour. So it's like it's not like everybody in this is just making money hand over fist. So you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation. What would it be? And this doesn't really have anything to do with cannabis, but I would say one of the most important things is really always believing in yourself, um, staying optimistic. Like, I really believe that anything you set your mind to 
if you believe it hard enough, you put forward the steps to do it, it can happen. And that's, that's whether you don't believe it or not, to be honest, like people look at me and, um, see all of this great stuff that I'm doing. And it's like, to be honest, I have no idea how the hell that I got here. It's, it's only through that dedication, like, bro, like, you know, long hours, like, you know, even when you think you can't do it, pushing yourself to to do it and being, a, I think the other thing that I'll say is just being good to people, being a good person. I think that that's not as valued as much in today's society. What's the one thing that every person, single person can do to make a difference for USCC's and MPP's mission? going forward. Well, I'll say if you if you believe in cannabis legalization, reach out to your local legislator, let them know. Cannabis prohibition has been going on for far too long. We're seeing the momentum coming now where states are um legalizing at a rapid pace. So, you know, if you're somewhere where cannabis isn't legalized, make sure that you let them know that. For those out there that want to get involved, they want to learn more, where can they get in touch? Um LinkedIn and Facebook is just my name, Tahir Johnson. Instagram and Twitter is Todd Diddy, T-A-H-D-I-D-D-Y. Um, you can reach me by email at tjohnson at uscannabiscouncil.org. You can learn more about U.S. Cannabis Council at uscannabiscouncil.org, Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org. And last but not least, man, y'all to check out my podcast, The Cannabis Diversity Report. That's um, I do it sporadically now, but um, you know, it's online on on most of the different platforms, social media and like um, podcast platforms also. We'll plug those all in the show notes. Appreciate you taking the time. Look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.